Wisconsin's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta Injury Lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law. Okay, here we are, back from the long weekend leading up to an Elks game on Thursday. And yes, as a few of you wrote in on Friday, the Elks looking to let Trey Cook Is that going to be a battle cry or another statement of woe after Thursday night's game as the mighty Winnipeg Blue Bombers come to town? 5.30 for the countdown to kickoff here on 6.30, Chad. The game at 7. I am pleased to tell you that a guy who uh, I've always enjoyed watching play, even though he's never done it in green and gold, Zach Kalaros will join us after the 6.30 news. To In my mind, the biggest star currently playing in the CFL. Maybe Nathan Rourke passed him a little bit last year, but certainly over the last, uh, I guess, uh, three and a half seasons or so, nobody bigger or more effective than Zach Kalaros. He's going to join us uh, after the 6.30 news. News from the Oil Kings tonight. We'll get to that as we roll along tonight. The Edmonton Stingers season came to an end, so we'll put a capper on that. And then the Elks this week with Morley Scott coming up after the 7.30 news. Really appreciate you tuning in tonight. Yes, uh, Winnipeg has won eight consecutive games against the Elks by a total score of 255 to 125. That's a point differential of 130 points over eight games. The margins of victory in each game. Aren't you glad I wrote all this down so you can hear it? 7, 6, 15, 27, 10, 14, 37, and 14. So uh, I, I guess that are all 15 or less, except for two of them. Uh, the game a few weeks ago was, again, 6-6 at halftime, and then Winnipeg kind of took control as the second half wore on. Excellent team, and the Elks with plenty of changes. Ford at quarterback, Jarius Jackson taking over at offensive coordinator, and they are getting a little healthier. Now, Geno Smith is practicing. He can't return until next week, but fellow receiver Manny Arsenault is expected to play on Thursday and also returning from injury, defensive back Ed Ganey, who caught up with our Dave Campbell. Tell me about the excitement level. You're finally back. Yeah, man, it's been a long time coming. Uh, It's year 11 for me, and getting injured week two was very devastating. So uh, just, just being out six weeks, man, it's been really tough. So I'm very happy, very ecstatic to get out there and compete. Uh, and, you know, just try to help my team get that edge. How much of a benefit was having you got a week to practice, you got a bye week, then now this week you're, you get you get a practice week to get you ready for the game? Uh, it was very good, you know, because, you know, when I first got hurt, I was kind of like, uh, I don't know what you want to say, but I, I guess I'll call it delusional, mm-hmm. you know. Um, my legs were good, so I'm like, man, I can run so I can play, but... Uh, you know, just having an extra week of, you know, using my using my jam, you know, using my hands, using my getting the jams on receivers and like feeling the, the impact that it's going to have on you know my body where I where I was injured. Um, I think I, I think the extra week really did help. So um, uh, you know, just being able to get in the ice tub a little bit more, you know, a couple extra days and. Uh, just being being able to take care of myself for a couple couple extra days was was 
I needed that for sure. Speak about the play. I mean, a lot went on in that play. You made a great play, uh, picking off Vernon Adams, and then fortunately you got hit, and then the ball came loose, and right. we know that they recovered it. And I remember you walking off, and you seen the, you talk about using your legs. You were in considerable pain, and I could tell. I'm like, well, Ed's trying to shake this off, but clearly you just couldn't shake it off. But maybe just talk about the play. Uh, yeah, man, we were in uh, quarters, uh, three receivers on my side, which is, you know, when we get three receivers in the boundary, uh, you kind of gotta have your antennas up. You know, we should be hot. So uh, I got a good read off the quarterback. I got a low route by one, two and three were vertical. So I kind of, I kind of hinged in seventy thirty the play, and he threw it up. So I just caught it at his highest point. Um, and when I caught the ball, man, I was just thinking score, 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 and uh, kind of lost vision. Uh, of Katoy, you know, kind of running up the middle of the field. I, I lost vision. You know, I was trying to keep my head on the swivel, but he caught me in my blind spot, and I landed directly on my shoulder, and he just landed on top of me. Yeah, so... Uh, That's a big boy, too. Yeah, he's a he's a big guy, man, and I wish somebody, somebody would have blocked him. <laughs> but, uh, man, you know, it's all in the past now. I can laugh about it now, and like I said, man, I'm just I'm happy and, and blessed to be able to come back out here and compete with my guys. So how do you deal with an injury like that as a veteran? I asked Manny the same thing about, you know, you've been around pro football for a long time. How do you deal with it? And he said, you just work. So yeah. for you, and not knowing maybe necessarily at the time what the timeline would be for a return, how do you how do you handle that as a vet? Uh, man, you know, you just have to, uh, you know, have faith in uh, the guys upstairs, you mm-hmm. know, uh, you also have to do what you have to do on your end in order to be ready when you come back. But, you know, you just have to attack the problem head on and uh, take it a day at a time and just physically and mentally, you know, get better every day. Because uh, not only are you hurt physically, but, you know, your, your mental is going to be a little bit damaged as far as just, you know, wanting to feel like a part of the team. Because when you're hurt, you know, they say out of sight, out of mind type of thing. So, uh you don't want to. You don't want to be one of those guys they kind of forget about. But uh, you know, man, if you if you're doing everything on your end to get treatment, to come in early, you know, to get your injury warmed up per se, uh, and just you know allowing them to to have access to you, you know, as much as as, as you need to to get back on the field and to get right. So uh, you know, it's it's just a, a combination of you just attacking attacking the problem. Uh, you know, getting the treatment that you need, but also uh, being in a good mental space. And, you know, the way by doing that is, is you know, doing what you have to do for, as far as your injury. Coming back, uh, you're playing weak side half. We saw you play that a lot. Between a couple of kids this time around with uh, Marcus Lewis, who I think has turned some heads, coming in at the boundary corner, and Marlo Sean Franklin, who's going to play his third game at safety. And then you look on the other side, you got Bratton, you got Gray, you know, Dwayne Thompson has played. I wonder what you make of this young secondary who, I mean, there's no kick gloves here. Get in there and play. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, I mean, we'll be good, man. Uh, we've been doing pretty good. Uh, so far through this through this season, you know, uh, we've had our games, but for the most part, uh, guys have been where they needed to be. We just got to, you know, work on making the plays when, when they present themselves and, you know, not overdoing our job where we're stepping out of our boundaries, you know, of the defense and, you know, just playing together. But um, I think those guys have done a great job of being uh, open and susceptible to you know 
what we try to correct with uh, with uh, with their mistakes and you know don't they don't really take it you know uh, as if we're you know trying to lecture them or just be hard on them like of course we're going to be hard on them because we're in a professional league and we're 0 8 but you know uh, they do they do a good job of just balancing out you know their emotions and uh, understanding that you know us as vets how we're wired and. Uh, yeah, man, it's, it's, I think we got a good mix of, of, of character in the room. And does that play into why this group has been so positive? 0-8, no one likes. Right. Let's face it, no one likes it, obviously. It's like, you know, thanks, Captain Obvious kind of statement. But this group seems to be a lot better compared to, you know, I will say a year ago where I sensed a lot of frustration from maybe yourself and some veterans, and uh, we're not seeing that this year. Why is that? Um, you know, because, man, uh, like I was saying, um, well, I don't know if you heard me say this, but when we were in training camp, uh, the rookies that we had compared to last year, you know, they were night and day. Uh, mm-hmm. They came out, the rookies this year came out ready to compete. Uh, you didn't have to, you know, poke and prod them to get going. Yeah. And, um, you know, guys are understanding each other as far as, like, you know, our mental and our character as far as, you know, certain guys. You know, Luches, he's a kind of a tougher guy. You know, he always, he's, you know, he's going to be uh, open and say exactly what's on his mind. So, you know, uh, just guys just understand how everybody's wired and, you know, we just keep everything light in the room so, you know, there won't be such tension and pressure and, uh, you know, like you just said, man, just being positive is is it's going to help us get to where we want to be more than anything. And translating all of that to, to game field. day. Yeah. Right. Translating it to the field, playing for each other, getting happy when, when one's making, one another's making a play and, you know, just feeding off each other. And then hopefully it goes, translates to special teams and offense. Well, they're trying to get something going. That is Ed Ganey, defensive back for your Edmonton Elks, who returns from injury on Thursday against the mighty Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Their quarterback, Zach Kalaros, is going to hop on Inside Sports after the 6.30 news tonight. Coming up... Inside Sports on 6.30, Chet. Of course, getting you ready for the Elks game on Thursday. we got some uh, other local stories to tell you about as well, including this one, as we remind you, this portion of the show presented by Cougar Paint and Collision, our family helping your family for 40 years. The Edmonton Oil Kings have hired former NHLer Kyle Chipchura as a development coach, and I'm pleased to welcome Kyle back to the 6.30, Chet Airwaves. Kyle, it's Reed. How have you been, sir? Doing good, Reed. How are you? I'm doing great. Always a pleasure to talk to you. Of course, I had you on. Uh, the, the season's a bit of a blur. I know it was sometime during this past Oilers season. <laughs> so good to yeah, talk again. Yeah, I'm trying to think of that too. So. Yeah, I, excited to see the news for you today. Uh, tell me about grabbing this opportunity here with the Oil Kings. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm very excited. It's, it's good to be back in the Western League and uh, to kind of be involved with uh, the Oil Kings. I mean, just how kind of how great they do things how good of a uh, organization they are and kind of being close to home it's uh i mean i'm i'm super excited so uh when it kind of chance came up i uh kind of couldn't couldn't say no 
And you've been doing some some coaching the last several seasons here with the, you know with teenage players. Remind everybody what you've been doing and, and how you feel you've learned from that. Yeah, so I I did uh, I guess well two and a half seasons with uh, NAX the academy that we we practice at a River Cree. The kids go to school in Devon. Uh, the half the year was kind of during COVID, where we just kind of practice, and then I did a year with U uh, fifteen team, and then a year with U uh, seventeen team, and it. Yeah, it's it's kind of being back around the age group where kind of the it's pure and it's kind of everything is kind of his passion for hockey is just it's just so high and you have the, all the energy of the kids and it kind of really kind of rejuvenated me and kind of got me around coaching and then kind of got me uh, really kind of caught the bug and knowing this is kind of what I what I want to do so. Um, yeah, the last two years were, were a lot of fun, and it's kind of good to kind of move up and be be part of the uh, Western Hockey League now. You know, Kyle, you're you're 37, so I don't want to make it sound like you're in your 50s, like Rob Brown, who also uh, <laughs> coaches some of those kids. But like Brownie always says about how the skill level level just keeps ramping up. Like like how do you compare the 15, 16, 17 year olds now as even compared to 20 years ago when you were going through Bantam and then getting into the dub? Yeah, I mean, I think the skating, the shooting, and the the puck handling is it's it's a lot. It's a ways ahead of uh, kind of where we were when when we were younger. But and it's uh, it's only going to be getting better. I think the kids are they they're so they're exposed to so much more. Whether it comes to whether it's skating coaches or stick handling coaches or any of that, and it's they they want more and they want to be kind of um, kind of learning and seeing themselves and I mean that's it's really good for the game but I think a lot of it now is just kind of piecing it together at, at higher levels and I think that's where uh, kind of the the teaching of the game uh, still needs going to be happen but as far as the skill level goes yeah I think it's it's kind of it's a, it's a ways ahead kind of where we were yeah well what do you find and maybe this is a bit of a tough question but what do you find the, the players that age sort of want from their coaches now if they're coming in with developed skill is it more like hey just tell me if i mess up or i can do all this with the puck but can you organize it for me so we can make actual plays like what are the kids looking for yeah yeah see it's i think early on they uh they've kind of i find maybe they haven't failed really yet or kind of based on adversity yet so i think really early on is more of the kind of relationship based kind of let them know that you're you're kind of there to to help them and kind of give them as much kind of uh you know i guess feedback that can be good for them and then after that it's just it's more about just kind of piecing that awareness piece together and just kind of that uh, uh mental part of the game as well where it's just it's yeah it's you have the skills you have the tools but now how do you kind of put them to use and how do we kind of bounce back from maybe when things are a little a little tough for the first time and things we haven't kind of been faced, for, faced with before. So that's kind of how I felt with the younger groups. And I think it's each level kind of going through as a player too. It's, uh, it's kind of giving help with, uh, with that type of stuff. Kyle, Kipchura, Kyle Chipchura, former NHLer, now development coach with the Oil Kings, joining us tonight at Inside Sports. I love how you mentioned that you're working with a lot of kids who maybe haven't failed yet. And I think that's a great way to kind of talk about the importance of failure and you using that to to go forward after you learn a lesson or two and and that's you know that again to bring in brownie again that's something he and i often talk about 
most players are the best players on their team until they reach you know, the Western Hockey League or the American Hockey League or sometimes even until they reach the NHL. Like, did you go through that when you went to uh, to, to PA or did you find that when you got to Hamilton where it's like, okay, I'm, I can't be maybe the guy I thought I was going to be at 13 or 14. Did you experience that? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think, I mean, my, my 16-year-old year in PA was, especially the first couple months, was a real kind of eye-opener where, um, yeah, things are, things are earned. Things are not going to give into to you as much and, I think back then and now it's, it's, I think the biggest difference is you're kind of left, uh, it's kind of a figure out on your own kind of back then. Now, um, there is guys like stepped in kind of roles like how I am to kind kind of help a lot more, but yeah, I mean, it's definitely, there's those, when you take those kind of those jump up in levels and that there's usually a humbling experience where, yeah, now things aren't going to be easy and you have to kind of push through and you have to kind of work with it. And I think, uh, in order to kind of get that, you have to kind of get that mentality of, yeah, like it's the first person that's going to do it for you is yourself. And that's where that inner drive comes. And that's where now kind of guys like, um, the more the support system is going to help guys kind of walk through that. So it's, you have a little bit of a kind of a support network. Yeah. Uh, look, we haven't talked in a while. So just in our final minute here, um, how have you gone through the process? Because I know you watch a lot of Oilers games. How have you gone through the process of reflecting on uh, a good season that didn't turn out to be great, unfortunately, and now an off season where it appears you know the large majority of this team is going to be back in the same roles? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's kind of the way uh, junior hockey works a lot. Kind of has those cycles, but I think uh, yeah, I mean, it's coming into it new. I know the coaching staff. I mean, they're they're not happy with way it goes and just talk to some players i know they they want more out of it and that's that's the good part of it now you kind of you know you set those expectations up higher and you come in with maybe a little chip on your shoulder ready to prove something and i think uh just uh, the few players i have talked to and coaching staff they're they're excited they're ready to kind of get going and that's the thing with junior hockey a, a year can make a pretty big difference so Kyle, I, I love chatting with you. We'll have to catch up a couple times uh, throughout the season for, for some perspective and maybe the odd story or two because I know you got a few of those as well. Thank you so much for doing this, and uh, all the best with the uh, Edmonton Oil Kings. Really appreciate it. Yeah, well, thanks a lot, That is Kyle Chipchura checking in. Now a development coach with the Edmonton Oil Kings, Laddie Schmid, also with the Oil Kings in that role. So Schmid will oversee the development of the Oil Kings prospects. Chipchura will work with the team during practices and home games. Zach Kalaros.